Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Three weeks are in the Bucks in the NFL season. Only two teams remain undefeated entering week four. The Miami Dolphins from the AFC and the high-flying Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC. And the show returned to winning ways in week three with a 2 and one record. It would have been a clean sweep, but for those Philadelphia Eagles... They only had to make it to 28 points. They had 24 at half time, and then didn't score a single second half point in their route of the Washington Commanders. Hello, welcome along to the show. This is Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves. We're turning the page onto week four in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Yes, welcome along to Graves on Gridiron. Back to winning ways last week. Disappointing not to do a clean sweep as the Philadelphia Eagles, quite frankly, looked at the commanders at halftime and said, that's enough, we've done plenty. And they were right as well as they progressed to 3-0 and to top the NFC East and remain the only undefeated team in the NFC going into week four. It means we're still chasing our tails a little bit after a poor opening two weeks to the season. The overall record stands at three and seven, but we do have three more games from the week four slate to improve that still further. And we sh- we start with a battle of two two and one teams as the Chicago Bears travel to New Jersey to take on the New York Giants. Both teams, without doubt, enter this week four encounter delighted to have a winning record. But both are are teams very much in transition, it has to be said. The Chicago Bears, of course, led by second-year quarterback Justin Fields. They know they have a playmaker in Fields, but he's still finding his feet at professional level. He shows flashes of the potential they invested in to go up there in the draft a couple of years ago and pick him to become the face of their franchise. He now faces a very good New York Giants defensive unit. Through three weeks, the Giants haven't given up more than 23 points in a single game. And that was against NFC East rivals, the Dallas Cowboys, last Monday night. This unit helped take down Derrick Henry and the Titans on the road in week one. And complementing a stout defense is the very welcome return to form of running back Saquon Barkley. You remember he was taken highly in the draft several years ago. He's had a couple of horrific years dealing with injuries and trying to get back from those, but now he's looking back to the Saquon Barkley of old. He's ripped off two big touchdown runs in two of their last three games. He, his return to form is much needed because this offensive front for the Giants continues to struggle to protect quarterback Daniel Jones. He was pressured no less than 23 times in Monday night's defeat to Dallas, sacked on at least five occasions. Two sacks were taken off the board um, for flags that were thrown down. And yet he still played at a level which suggested to me was much improved on what we've seen in previous years. But because of that, consequently, this isn't a game where I expect to see a ton of points put on the board. The Giants have been successful in limiting opponents to field goals in their three games so far. The Bears have relied heavily on defense to keep them in games. Look, the most points scored by Chicago so far in a game this season is 23. For the Giants, it's 21. And admittedly, a big defensive or special teams play can skew the scoring a little bit. But all things being equal, I frankly find it tough to see how these two combine to better the line set here. That line is 39.5 points for the game. It's low by NFL standards, but you've got two offensive units here who are struggling to score 20 points in a game, frankly. So take the under on this, the pick for the game, under 39.5 points. 
Game two from this week four schedule takes us to the city of brotherly love, but there might not be so much love for one Doug Pedersen. He, of course, the former head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, guided them to their only Super Bowl success to date. There's a statue of him with quarterback Nick Foles outside Lincoln Financial Field of the famous Philly special call that was made on the stroke of halftime in Super Bowl 52. Um, It will go down in history. It has gone down in history as one of the all-time great plays and was perhaps the standout moment in what was a memorable postseason run that delivered the Eagles their only Lombardi trophy to date. And this may be one of the most entertaining games in the week four schedule as the resurgence Jacksonville Jaguars, led by Doug Peterson, travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Uh, And honestly, the Jags might have been undefeated as well. But for that opening weekend meltdown they suffered late on to the Washington Commanders, they had that game in hand and somehow conspired uh, to lose it for a come-from-behind victory for Washington. Washington's only win, incidentally, so far this season. The Eagles have been impressive in all three phases of the game in the early part of this campaign. Offense, defense, and special teams. And a special mention to their quarterback as well, Jalen Hurts, who for me has grown as an NFL quarterback um, over the past few months. He's now making plays with his arm through the air as well as with his legs. We all know that he can make plays on the ground. But it helps, of course, when he's got talent um, in the receiving department. A.J. Brown, the trade they made for him from the Tennessee Titans in the offseason, looks like a shrewd move. And then you've got second-year receiver Devonta Smith, who was simply sensational against the Commanders last weekend. Had over 150 receiving yards, found his way to the end zone as well, and was a big reason why that game was over by halftime. Equally, on the other side of the ball, their defense is now a problem for anyone. Last weekend, they sacked Carson Wentz nine times. Seven of those sacks came with just four-man rushes. That means they weren't even blitzing, and they were still able to get to Wentz and take him to the ground. They have been impressive, without a doubt. All that being taken into account, I would point you to the Jacksonville Jaguars and say, do not overlook the 2022 Jags. Defensively, they're built on stopping the run. They shut down Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, who coincidentally was the league's leading rusher last season in a Week 2 win. They kept the Chargers running game quiet last weekend when, impressively, they went to the West Coast and took the W there. And that may give them a real chance coming into this game. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence now looks every bit the player that they picked number one overall last year. Adding to that equation, big money free agent signing Christian Kirk, who came over from Arizona this offseason. He's been living up to that price tag as well. He's already got three receiving touchdowns to his name. And on the evidence of what we've seen through the first three weeks, I will say this. Philadelphia are rightly favorites heading into this game. But the Jags are more than capable of being competitive and right now look capable of being able to upset the odds on anyone. The spread suggests their improvement this season is being overlooked to me. I just The line has been set with the Jags as six and a half point underdogs. I know they're on the road. I know it's going to be a hostile atmosphere, but I was impressed with what we saw from Jacksonville last week on the road winning um, in LA against the Chargers. They are a different team. They are a better team. Now, look, will the Philadelphia Eagles go to 4-0? Quite possibly so. 
but it won't be more than a one-score game for me. Take the Jacksonville Jaguars to cover the spread here. Take the Jags at plus 6.5. Graves on Gridiron. And our final game of three from the week four slate takes us to Houston, Texas, where the Texans entertain the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers come into this game with a one and two record. The Texans still looking for their first win of the season, 0-2-1. The early line has the Texans as five-point underdogs. You go back to the start of the season. The Chargers were a fashionable pick to come out of the AFC and represent that conference in the Super Bowl come February. They won in week one, beating the Raiders, looking good. But this team has been devastated by injuries. They've had horrific luck uh, through the first three weeks. Quarterback Justin Herbert is still playing, but he's playing with fractured rib cartilage. Star pass rusher Joey Bosa, likely out for a long time with a groin injury, which we're told requires surgery. They also lost star left tackle Rashawn Slater last weekend. Second-year tackle has made a name for himself already in this league, but he's gone for the season with a torn biceps injury. And then adding to the equation as well, veteran receiver Keenan Allen has missed time through injury. Cornerback JC Jackson, who came through free agency, um, has missed time with injury as well so far. All that said, it's left the Chargers with a one and two record and what might have seemed like a very winnable road game when the schedule came out back in May, now looks a a tricky affair for them coming into week four. And that's largely because while the Texans are still winless, they've been competitive in all three games. Lovey Smith, of course, promoted to head coach and they now have a solid defensive unit. They're they're giving up fewer than 20 points per game through the first three weeks of this season. Second-year quarterback Davis Mills has shown a good command of their offense. They lack a cutting edge, though. That's a problem for them, and it's going to make it difficult for them to win games throughout um, this season, without a doubt. But look at their results so far. They had a 2020 tie week one against AFC South rivals, the Indianapolis Colts, a 16-9 loss in Denver um, in week two, and then last week they went down on the road 23-20 to Chicago. Throw into the equation that, and people will forget this, but late last season, the Texans pulled off a stunning upset win over the then playoff chasing LA Chargers in December. That was a 41-29 win in Houston for the Texans. Look, I think that the Chargers find a way to win this game, even with all their injuries. I, I think they have enough um, offensively to pull out the win and get back to 500 on their record. But do not be surprised if it turns out to be a close game and finishes as a one-score game. This Houston Texans team are tough. They're gritty. They scratch. They claw their way through games. They stay relevant in games. That spread of plus five looks big to me. It may turn some heads when I'm saying this, but take the Texans to cover the spread. Houston Texans at plus five. So to recap the three games taken from the week four slate. First of all, the Chicago Bears traveling to the New York Giants. Look at the total points for that one and take under 39.5. Then we move to Philadelphia where they host the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars six and a half point underdogs take the Jags to cover that spread at plus 6.5. And then in our third and final game from week four, as the LA Chargers travel to Houston to face the Texans, Again, the Texans, five-point underdogs going into that game. Take the Houston Texans to cover it at plus five. Remember, first and foremost, this is to be enjoyed and have some fun with. Keep that in mind whilst you're watching the games. All three games that we've spoken about on this week's show, 
you can read more about the records, the form book, and why we think it will go the way we've predicted on the podcast by going to the blog, go to my website, rdgmedia.uk, and click on the Talking Sport tab. You will see week four, overcoming the odds, three games to watch there. Or hit me up on Twitter, at Richard Graves one But for now, enjoy week four and join me next week to look ahead to week five on Graves on Gridiron. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one.